Okay. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Uh, happy, what is this, the fourth day? Third day. Feast of Tabernacles, San Antonio, 2020. Brethren, today I want to talk to you about servanthood. As you can see, if you've been with us for a while, we're growing. And so we, uh, we can use more talent, new talent, and so I want to uh, want to talk about that with you. Uh, I'm sure for for you at at times you might ask yourself this question, and it goes something like this: I should be helping out in the church somewhere, but where? Right? You know, probably ask yourself that. But we don't discuss this very much, and since we're a lot like the groups that have the big buildings and hundreds of people showing up on Sunday morning where there are nurseries for babies and school grades, kindergarten to high school, parking lot attendants, security, ushering, and other positions like that. It looks like we don't have a lot of opportunities to serve, and in, and in that sense, we don't. Am I coming through? Yeah. This is just me, or is it this thing? Okay. To start with, I want to address the women in the church because we see that typically men appear to have the only opportunities to serve in the church, but that's not totally accurate. For one thing, I would like to recommend a topic or article on Cogwriter entitled Women in the New Testament Church. I'm going to read a few things from that article to you. It starts this way. Women can serve in the church in many capacities and many do, from being deaconesses to assisting others and in, in, in interest, interested in the church of God to being fellow laborers of the gospel. As one who had assisted the church, this is Dr. Teal speaking, in some of those capacities for decades in an unordained capacity, I will simply add that because someone is not orda an ordained deacon or elder or deaconess, does not mean that one cannot serve the church of God in many ways. And I believe that when Jesus taught in Matthew 9, 37, 38, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. That this was not limited to men only, but includes women. In the early 20th century, Prior to the start of the Radio Church of God, Loma Armstrong had a dream that uh, RCG, which Radio Church of God and, and Worldwide Church of God, said came from God as the first part of the dream was later confirmed. Furthermore, Loma Armstrong assisted her husband, Herbert W. Armstrong, in many aspects of the, of the work and the start of the Philadelphia Church era. Some believe more apostasy hit the Worldwide Church of God after her death as she reportedly assisted her husband in understanding some character traits of various church leaders. By the way, in the 21st century, a woman was granted a dream prior to the start of the continuing Church of God, church of God part of which also was confirmed by later events. As I began to write this sermonette, I asked Dr. Teal, what or how can women serve in the Continuing Church of God? This was his answer. Currently in the Continuing Church of God, women assist with, with videoing and other aspects of church services, 
editing publications and letters, online radio production, translating, and in various other activities that support the final phase of the work, including with, with websites. I also believe that as we approach the end of the church age, that God will use many men and women who have not been used as much in the past to truly be laborers for the Lord's harvest. Well, which ones? Well, biblically, it would appear to be those that grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 2 Peter 3.18. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed of rightly dividing the word of truth in 2 Timothy 2.15. Women need to be instructed so that they can instruct others. Some will be persecuted for that as Bible prophecy teaches. Those who do, uh, in, you know, uh, Daniel 11, 32 through 35. Uh, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And those of the, of the people who understand shall instruct many. Yet for many days they shall fall by sword and flame, by captivity and plundering. Now when they fall, they shall be aided with a little help, but many shall join with them by intrigue. And some of those of understanding shall fall to refine them, purify them, and make them white until the time of the end, because it is still for the appointed time. So despite views of certain ones, even though they often have different roles, women have the same spiritual potential as men. Notice also, Paul wrote, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ and put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That's Galatians 3, 26 through 29. So women have the same potential to be deified in the God family as men, and that is the position not only of the Bible, but also the church of God throughout history. Furthermore, consider and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on earth, Revelation 5, 10. Yes, women are heirs to the above promise to be kings and priests in the coming kingdom of God. Women have no less potential than men. Conclusion, the New Testament reveals that women had more freedom and influence within the Christian church than they apparently did in the Jewish religion in the first and second centuries. Women in the New Testament church were apparently more respected than many women in other settings at that time. These New Testament women were intended to set an example of faith and faithfulness for future women as well as men who profess Christ. The New Testament reveals that women had both rights and responsibilities that they still should have to this day. Now some will discount the scriptures so far given and may claim that if they or some other woman is led by God to preach, then they should be able to be preachers. The Bible not only prohibits female preachers, preachers it also warns Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 8. 
The Bible also says, let us consider the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 through 14. Women are to obey God's commands and not go against them and claim rebellion against them is somehow God's will. While there are some differences in the roles that God has for males and females now, that is not the case after the resurrection. Women have the same potential as men. Because of the help of women in different continents, the continuing church of God is better able to fulfill its part of Matthew 24, 14 and Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Women have had and will have important roles in the church of God. Those women who are truly faithful have their names written in the book of life. Then I asked Dr. Teal a similar question about men serving in the continuing church of God. He said, other projects for men include voicing animations, assisting with baptisms, counseling, visiting prospective members, etc. He also said, currently I gave Connor Parr the project of attempting to produce some type of comic book. So, um, another scripture, 20, uh, Matthew 20, 25 through 28. But Jesus called him them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. A servant is to be humble. Philippians 2, 3, I'm going to let y'all, uh, I'll give you time to get to that. Philippians 2, starting with verse 3. It says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, in, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross, for the stake of the pole. That was God's word translation. Sorry about that. Uh, a servant prepares, so rather than train yourself for godliness, for while bodily training is of some value, Godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them, so that all may see your progress. That's uh, 1 Timothy 4, 7b, and then 8 through 15. 8 and 15. Eight. Several of these I have in God's Word translation. A servant perseveres, so that's Luke 12, 35. Be ready for action and have your lamps burning. Be like servants waiting to open the door at their master's knock when he returns from a wedding. Blessed are those servants who the master finds awake when he comes. I can guarantee this truth. 
They will be blessed if he comes in the middle of the night or toward morning and finds them awake. That's Luke 12, 35 through 37a and then 38. If we find ourselves in a serving situation, responsibility, serving situation or responsibility, it can and will most likely, likely be arduous. You might even say to yourself, I didn't sign up for this. I need some help. Can somebody else do this also? Can somebody please help me? I try to imagine all the things that Dr. Teal does day in and day out. You probably all know that on average, Dr. Teal is involved in the daily emails that go out every day on what is going on not only in the mainstream news but also around the world that pertains to, to Christianity for relevant, relevant events to the end times and what they mean to us. He also writes, produces, and performs at least one sermonette, one sermon, and a letter to the brethren every week. Produces a magazine every quarter. I don't know how many books he writes a year, probably at least one. And does a lot more. He's, he is getting Bibles and magazines produced in multiple languages, shooting, multiple languages shooting, or his goal is, to, is for around 100 different languages. Our elder Sasha performs at least a sermon and a Bible study per week and counsels on baptisms and answers many questions for people. Richard Close does all kinds of things as a deacon serving the people of God, uh, which includes baptism counseling and baptisms plus follow-up conversations, praying for those in need on the list plus private requests, anointing and counseling for those who have questions or some life's problems. Also just listening when someone needs to talk. Then there is our biggest group of, of CCOG in Africa, which I, I know very little about other than the letters to Dr. Teal that I get to read once a week from the letter to the brethren. But there are one or two dozen ministers over there. Then there's India. Anyway, I hope you get the point. The thing is, it's a thankless job. Goes with the territory, right? If it doesn't please everybody, and, and it won't, criticism happens. Goes with the job. While all these things happen, it's doubtful anybody is thankful for all the effort and hard work that is put in. It's expected. While we sit on our sofa or chair and read or view what's been go given to us to observe, it, it just is. That's kind of the way it is. But we should... but. Shouldn't we be trying to think of serving somehow also? Paul said, For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. I have become all thanks to all people, that by all means I might have some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I, might, that I may share with them in, the bless, in his blessings. 1 Corinthians 9, 19, 22b through 23. Our servant expects to suffer. A sermon is not to be ashamed. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So how can we serve our CCOG community? I'm really looking for ideas in, in this area. How can we in this small community of us, where we are spread out hundreds of miles apart from each other, practice our servanthood with each other. The, the scriptures don't say that we are to keep it within our own group necessarily, 
but it's not so easy doing it these days with the COVID-19 thing either. Is it even possible? Shouldn't we, shouldn't we be trying some things? What then? Just some thoughts that I have. Number one, for those that are on the forum, try calling one another or send a personal email to each other every once in a while and get to know each other in a different way than we do, let's say, on the open forum. I think that a phone call is more personable than an email, but a lot of people don't like to talk on the phone. Emailing is the, is the next option, but sometimes our emails are either get misread or we're not really good at conveying our message well enough. Should we then give up and quit? Or take a breath and try again? How about praying for each other? Well, Lou, um, we have a prayer list, remember? Okay. But some of us don't want our business plastered on the forum, maybe, or we don't think that our needs meet the requirement or the level of importance to be put on the prayer list. Now, I'm guilty of this. How about doing a sermonette for us? I don't like to do these any more than the next guy. I don't know anybody that does. He asked around, we could use some, we could use some new talent. How about praying for our leaders? How about the, praying for the Teals? How about David Teal, Sasha, Africa, the Nelsons going to Africa? And then I have what else? So last, uh, last scripture I have here, last comment, Luke 17, 10. It says, in the same way when you obey me, you should say, we are, an unworthy we are unworthy servants who have simply done our duty. This is Lewis Rubin with the Continuing Church of God.